Welcome to Reverse Psychology, the Frasier Rewatch podcast where we go backwards through every episode of the show. Tonight, we are covering Season 11, Episode 15, Caught in the Act. Is this the time Frasier traumatizes innocent children? We'll find out. I'm your host, Curtis Shack. Joining me as always, it's our resident upside-downer, it's Ryan Sansone. I'm going to act like I'm caught up in the moment, Curtis. It's good to be here. Okay. Also with us today is our psychotic ex, Bradley Kirkston. He gets us. He gets all of us. <laughs> you guys. <laughs> and doing double duty, we are joined once again by my other brother, Ethan. Duty. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, because you said duty. Yeah. What was I supposed to do with that? Yeah, come on, hostess with a mostess. Well, uh, to start us off tonight, uh, we were thinking that we might discuss Niles extravagantly spends a lot of money on a, a fancy sweater, an absurd sweater. And uh, so I, I want to hear from you all. Uh, what is something you have spent kind of an absurd amount of money on or indulgence on? Okay, I can go first, if, if you don't mind. Please. Um, this you, is send something- a, you send a regular amount of excited, so I think we're good. This is something that I did spend a lot of money on and got duped all at the same time. Ooh, um, so, I love a duping. Yeah, and this is this is uh, full disclosure. This is a story that Curtis and Ryan both know, but it's been a little bit um, during the during the pandemic. You know, we all were at home and we all were doing. Oh my god, I'm so ridiculous, <laughs> ridiculous things. And one day on Facebook, I saw an ad for a Beanie Baby. Oh no, nope. Let's re-edit that scene. Okay, I was. <laughs> you got. You're like, oh, finally, I can uh, make one of those '90s parents rich by buying okay, their collection. Let's restart that. Okay, so no, I was absolutely on, not restarting it. I was, I was on Facebook, and I saw this like really, really cool crap. What am I thinking? What's the word I'm thinking? Of? A, be- a beanie, beanie baby. <laughs> <laughs> a beanbag, sorry. I saw a really nice, fancy beanbag chair. And I was like, oh, you know, it's the pandemic. I'm home. I'm working from home. Let me get this. So it's it was huge. I think I spent what like what make what what'd you see that made it like look fancy? It was it said it was 70% off. It said it was from some That's you know, not what fancy means. That is wait, not wait, what wait, fancy wait, means. Wait, wait. <laughs> the first sign of fancy is 70% well, off. Well, oh, you know, I like things cheap. Um and it was from it was from this like this like Asian company and their products looked good and their uh, and everything looked good. I, I should have probably checked the reviews. Um but yeah. I spent, yeah, you probably should have. I think I spent four hundred dollars and I lived, Oh my god. What? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was that much. Um, you uh, spent four hundred dollars from a Facebook ad. Yeah. So holy seventy percent so, off. With yeah, it, it, the story only gets worse. So I told <laughs> it does. I, but I, what, I told well, I can't imagine what yeah. I would spend. That's that's seventy percent off. Hundred percent. So I that day that I knew it you could have bought a car instead of a, the full price of this thing. That day, I, w- I knew it was coming. I said to my front desk person, because uh, I live in an apartment building and we have like a front desk uh, concierge. And I was like, hey, I'm expecting a package that's going to be really big. Leave it in the front. I'll, I'll take care of it. I'll, I'll take it upstairs. He's like, yeah, no problem. So I, I, that day, I actually happened to go into the office. I come back a couple hours later and the guy's like, hey, I got your package, but it's not that big. I was like, what? So I see it and it's just like small box. I'm thinking maybe it's this like cool material and I open it up. And it will like pop out into like a big chair. You thought it was like yeah. compressed yeah. really tight, like one of those one of those mattress. By the way, if any mattress sellers want us to advertise, we are open for business. So I was really excited. Uh, and then I opened up the package to find out it was just a cover and there was no beans in the bean bag. You spent four hundred dollars for a sheet. I spent four hundred dollars for a sheet. If this was a video podcast, I would show you the sheet. The BYO bean bag? Yeah, yeah. BYOB. Yeah. <laughs> I don't we don't even know if it's a bag. I think you never even committed to filling it up, right? No, because I tried to buy some and then they like disintegrated. So I ended up getting a new bean bag chair, but that's a story for a different day. It's very easy to get beans for a bean bag chair. My favorite part of that, uh, which you oh. didn't tell, but I will. Uh, this was early I remember this. It was early in the pandemic. We were doing kind of a weekly happy hours on Zoom. And I remember one week you were very excited. You bought this beanbag chair. You were glowing about it. You can't wait for this beanbag chair. It's so cool. It's so big. It's going to be great. You were so excited. And then like the next week, uh, somebody was like, hey, by the way, Brad, did you ever get that beanbag chair? Did it arrive yet? And you were so mad that we brought it up because you were just hoping we wouldn't mention it. Ever <laughs> yeah, again. that did happen. <laughs> 
Well, I will tell my my story. It's 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 also a pandemic story. It's it's not nearly as funny. But my extravagant expense was that uh, I uh, had a lease on an apartment, and I had a roommate that I did not care for. And we both decided uh, in the early pandemic, like, oh, we did not sign up for spending every waking moment together. Like this kind of sucks. So we decided to break the lease on the assumption that somebody would like sublet or like take our apartment. Uh, but it turns out that was not a wise choice at that particular moment in the pandemic when everybody was fleeing for the suburbs. So I rented a second apartment um, <laughs> that was like twice as much money as I, because it was like a one bedroom by myself instead of a two bedroom we were splitting. So I was spending like tw- almost twice as much money on the new apartment and had to pay my full rent on the old apartment for like three or four months. Yeah, it didn't feel like a good idea at the time, and then it executed and was pretty much what everyone thought would happen. But I was a total lounge <laughs> about it. I do not have any buyer's remorse. I love this apartment, and I'm so glad I got the, the, the only thing I will add to that is you said that you know you were so fond of your roommate. Let's just be honest. You hated that guy. You guys were not the I, best of friends. You would anyone would have. It could have been the greatest roommate ever, though. Like if you don't expect COVID to happen, and now you two are just locked in with each other. Well, and we would have been basically just like he would just been a person that i didn't want to be around that was around like he would not have cared that much the thing that spoiled me on him was he uh mid-march when nobody knew what was going on and the pandemic was very scary and and it was all very new but like korea was one of the countries really really hard it was like italy and korea and a few places that were like the hotbeds and he had planned a trip to travel to korea uh, to South Korea and did not cancel. He was like, "No, yeah, let me go." I also remember he didn't even invite you. Anyway, he did not end up going. For the record, yeah, I don't think he. I don't what, think he was able mean? to. Right? No, he went to Korea. Oh, he, he went. Terrible time to go to Korea. <laughs> we. I was hopeful the whole time. He was. I was excited when he was away. I, like it was. I was. I was thrilled that he wasn't in the apartment for that week, and I was really, really hopeful he would get stranded. Like it would be like He's one lost. of those lockdowns, and he wouldn't get to leave. <laughs> anyway, hopefully he uh, doesn't listen to the show. I, I hope he does. I don't even care if he does. does. We need the listens. I'll message him. Hey. <laughs> I got it. I got you mentioned in this episode. Give it a listen. Ethan, what about you? Um, well, I live in New York, so certainly I already spend too much on rent. But uh, the beatback chair kind of made me think about learning a nice little lesson in, in college at Ohio State in Columbus. Outside the library, there was a, a guy that was, it seemed to me like he was handing out books. <laughs> and and uh, of all the places to hand out a book, a yeah, library is yeah. one of the worst. <laughs> it's like there's so many in there, and they're free. Good. And I thought these were. <laughs> and he hands me a, a Bhagavad Gita and uh, the Hindu scripture, and I'm like, you know, I'm not a religious person, but I, you know, I could learn more about other people's belief systems and philosophies and things. And and free is free. And free is free. Um, until free isn't free because he's like, oh, don't just walk away. I, you know, it, you know, it, it costs me money to be able to do this. And so anything you can kind of pay forward is helpful. I was like, oh, like how, like how much did the, the book cost? And like, I've already, at that point, I've already been, and I mind straight. <laughs> you, you start tallying up materials. I've been had, um, I ended up, you said you were in college. Yeah. Terrible place to give away free books and then charge people. I mean, anywhere else would have been better. Well, let's see. Wait, let's see how the story ends. It might've been a really lucrative <laughs> I mean, this choice. Was, this is fairly lucrative in that I gave him $20, uh, which it was one of those, like, by the time I got back to my dorm room, I was like, Oh, I'm a, I'm a rube. Um, I mean, I guess I could have pulled out a checkbook or something and made it worse, but, um, but that's, (laughs) I feel like the college student $20 book purchase, a book you didn't want or need is, is probably worse than the beanbag chair or the second apartment. Although college students are known for spending lots of money on books they don't. Yeah, but they have to. But they're forced to to buy, yes. (laughs) Not just, uh, no one's going to give you an A for buying this outside of the library. Did you, was it? the real book was it the full book did you ever open it no i i was too mad at myself to ever i've never read it and that book is the actual physical book that i got that day long gone so a dollar would have been an overpay at this point. oh yeah spending any time around the person who wanted just money from me is an overpay you should have looked in the book i, w- I can't imagine it was the actual i think book. it had words i, in it. I don't know if it- <laughs> yeah but they're probably like crazy stuff it's like Oh, like I've been in that exact situation before and 
had absolutely no qualms, even as a, a, a naive young man. I had no qualms about just being like, oh, no, no, thank you. Go away. Yeah. Like, I'm not taking, you're not getting my money. Like, I'm surprised <laughs> that mean, you were that nice. I, it's, it was a helpful lesson because, like, in, you know, like. Uh, Did he seem friendly at first or was oh, he kind of yeah. standoffish? Definitely, the whole time? Fr- definitely friendly. Took me in. Um, and I'd have got real then. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was helpful, for, 20, you know, but, coming to, you know. to New York and there are people on the street. They want to hand you a CD, but it's not a free CD. Yeah, and they're usually not very good. I did once get a free, an actual <laughs> free CD at Ohio State. It was like these guys in the back of a truck. I think they came down from Cleveland, and they were just handing out CDs, and they actually did not ask for money for them. And I listened to it, and I don't know if they're still doing anything now, but they were called the Freeway Boys. The only thing I awesome. remember from the album was at some point it went uh, freewayboys.com. This shit's free. If you can't afford it, fuck you. Brad, punch that in. Yeah. How are they doing? Get a hit on their website. Free for free, boys? Freeway Boys, I believe it was. It's, yeah, it's not that terrible TV Excuse channel. Excuse me, I believe freeway it was Freeway Boys. Was it Boys with a Z or an S? It, it was Boys with a Z. I can answer <laughs> that for sure. Tell me if like. Get it. The first thing I got is the Freeway Boys untold story. Oh, okay. The can story we tell of- it? Should we tell Ricky. it tonight? Of Ricky Ross, a, pro- a prolific cocaine dealer okay. of the mid to late 80s. I don't think this is the same one. <laughs> well, I am hooked. <laughs> well, Ryan, why don't you uh, bring us home? Tell us uh, your story. This was all your idea, so I'm assuming you've got a great one. Oh, I don't have anything. <laughs> um, <laughs> you, I have never been anything but sensible with money. I'm, I'm, I think I'm okay with money. And by that, I mean I just don't ever buy stuff. But I do have, I definitely have a weakness. It's a little close to Brad, so I'm glad I'm going last in that sense. I'm a pillow boy, so. You know, some people are like, I don't need pillows. I'm a tough guy. I'm like, bring on the pillows. I'll have, give me 25 in bed. At different shapes, different sizes, different function. I'm there. What? What do you mean different function? No, I, I would like there, you to laugh. There are different functions for pillows. Yeah, you, 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 got, you definitely got your knee pillow, your yep. feet pillow, you know, one that sometimes bear hug, strangle. What? You know, there's a lot of things you have to do to pillows at night. Hip pillow, elbow pillow. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you, Brad. <laughs> I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a big pillow guy. I sleep alone most nights. And when I mean most nights, I mean all nights. So I'm a, I'm a big pillow guy. Ladies, pay attention. <laughs> um, but anyway, I, I don't think I've ever found the right head pillow. And for a long time, it was because I was getting the cheapest ones that they had at Walmart. Like I would do a head test. I would obviously lay on each one and decide which one was the best. But fairly recently, I've graduated into the mid tier. So like I've, I'll never drop a hundred bucks on a pillow. That's crazy. But I like to go into that mid tier where it's like it's more than 20 bucks, but less than 60. And those pillows are great because they last exactly five weeks. They last exactly five weeks before completely giving out as opposed to like the three weeks that the cheap pillows have. So you have definitely failed in this segment because I've absolutely dropped $100 in a pillow and I'm not even a pillow guy. Okay, um, but did was it worth it? Oh, this pillow. Do you still um, use it? To give you context, let, let me, so let me tell this you. Is, I'm now genuinely curious. I, I'm trying to remember the year. I want to say it was, well, I know that I was living with your wife then girlfriend at the time when I bought it. So this would have been like, 20, what, 2015, 2016, something 25, like that? 2015 and, or four. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So like, and I, I uh, as of this recording, it's 2023. It, it, it only conked out la- like late, late last year. Oh my year. God. <laughs> and it was an amazing pillow. It was, it was so comfortable. And it had like a, a blue gel that was like a, a cooling gel to it, which was amazing. It kept the kill, p- pillow kind of cool. But the, the problem was that when it finally died, the way it died was I noticed it was bleeding. And then I was like, Ugh. what What the hell is Ugh. this liquid? One of the gel packs must have like been punctured and just bled out. No, see, what you did though was sensible. Like you bought a very top of the line pillow and it like lasted you a very long time. I continue to try to find that mid tier pillow. So I've got like 40 pillows when I could have just bought one that lasted forever. I see. All right. That's a good point. I did win. Okay. Well, um, I think at this point, we should probably pivot into the episode. But to be honest, I don't feel like there's that much to say about this episode. It doesn't really happen in this one, right? Should we just we call to, it? Let's just do freewayboys.com. No, I'm so I'm so <laughs> pumped to talk about this. Let's do it. Let's do it. It would be funny if Ethan requested this one and they were like, let's just not talk about the episode. We open with a monorail driving through the skyline. Martin is getting laid. Frazier isn't. 
Niles bought a one-of-a-kind, super expensive sweater, which a frugal Daphne ruins. Roz needs Fraser to hook her up with tickets for her daughter to see his ex-wife, Nanny G. Yeah, first off, don't forget the letters also go gold as well when the train comes by. It's not just... Yeah, um, I think is it. I think this might be the first one where it really has nothing to do with the episode. There's no way to even pretend like the rail car is a part of part of the storyline. Oh, excuse me. Didn't he try to rail <laughs> Nanny <laughs> G? Corrected. Boom, boom. <laughs> uh, but no, she tried to rail. Him. Yeah. Um, so, so going into the coffee scene, I loved how Marty just went in and just started barking orders at the cashier to order his coffee. Plus, this is interesting. I, for, for the upside down, this is actually interesting. I think this is the first time we see Marty outside of the apartment other than the wedding. No way that's true. I, it's, sure. If it's not, it's really close. We see him come in the door all the time. We rarely see him out and about. We definitely haven't seen him in the coffee shop before. Almost certainly in the coffee shop, but whatever. I don't think so. Go back. Check okay. it. <laughs> I'm not going to. It's because you know you're wrong. <laughs> But I mean, this is, we don't see him interact with other people that often. I, I do love when he talks about sex. He does it so stereotypical, like an old person would. Like those writers did not try to hide that. <laughs> I mean, this is, this is the Marty we've come to know. Exactly talking about uh, how Roddy packs in sweaters. Yeah, I, I would not have thought on this rewatch that my takeaway from Martin would be the man's kind of a perv, but that seems to be the Marty we, we've gotten. He's a dirty dog. I think after, you know, 11 seasons, you figure out a character, and I think they realize what people want from Martin is that he's just a horn dog, basically. <laughs> I do love that that they were so pretentious to just, like, act like the Gap was the, like, most disgusting store in the world to go to. Well, Ni- Niles legitimately has no idea what the Gap is. No, that part was that part was actually funny. It was just like, what did you get at the Gap? Uh, oh, yes. So, Niles blowing the sweater pact. It, I mean, what? Frazier, Frazier was going to blow it this week if Niles didn't, right? Uh, Curtis, you've been in a sweater pack before. You want to explain what it is? I assume you have as well. Ah, yes. This is when you go to the Gap and they <laughs> sell you three sweaters in a package. I didn't get why. Why couldn't they both buy the sweater? He only makes one a year. It was be- and they wouldn't, and it would be unfair for only one of them to get it. Basically, yeah. I mean, why wouldn't one get it this year and one get it the next year? Because they're brothers. They have to get it at the same time. You would do that with your brother. You can't get it at the same time. He only makes one a year. Well, then, sorry. You have to move on to a different sweater. (laughs) For the record, they make it clear that it was this year he was only making one. So, presumably, in other years, they've both been able to get one. It was just that this year only one could. So, they weren't anticipating that from now on it would be that way. When we can get the creators of the show on, that's going to be the first question we ask them. All about the... the, uh, this joke. Oh, the Diego sweater made from the chin hairs of Andalusian mountain goats. Yes. Oh, it, apparently wow. that's an area in southern Spain. And uh, I I looked up those types of mountain goats. And it doesn't seem to be a particular actual type of mountain goat. I think it's just implying mountain goats that may be from there. It's not like a specific genus or whatever. Also, are chin hairs particularly yes. nice? I wouldn't think so. I shaved today and I really like my chin hairs. So it, depends. it definitely you. depends on the animal. Like goats have a particular chin, right? Or particular chin scruff. Famous for it. Yeah, I'm just not sure. Would yeah. that be the co- coziest part of the goat? I don't know. Not a sweater boy, so I wouldn't know. Yeah, not a sweater boy. Pillow boys, but no sweater boys. Um, yes. Uh, everyone outside of Fraser's apartment. So I know that I don't think we've seen all six in a scene because Marty, we've never seen outside of the apartment, but we basically just moved from the apartment into the coffee shop for this. That is fair. That's something I can, I can uh, agree. This is the first time we've seen everybody outside together. It did. It didn't really feel any different. We might as well have just done this whole scene in the apartment other than Marty being a dick. Well, it, at least if the premise is that they're all just kind of happening upon each other in the, the coffee shop, they all frequent. That makes more sense that Roz would be there and, Niles and Daphne. It would be weird if just they were like hanging out in Frazier's apartment and everybody showed up. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm sure they do that a Literally lot in the show. Episode. But um, but it still makes a little more sense in the coffee shop. Uh, okay, so big big moment. I think because at this point I'm just very confused. I believe this is a huge reveal that Frazier has been married to Nanny G. Correct. This is the first time we have heard that he was married once to Nanny G. I don't think we knew that he was married previously. 
But when they say it later for the other one, I, it did kind of sound familiar. In the context of our rewatch, absolutely, that is true. That's how we're doing this podcast. Also, also, you could edit this, but right, you watched Cheers. That's what I was trying yeah, to get at. I, like you, I know you've seen Cheers yeah. with both his previous wife and I believe Nanny G is yes. from Cheers. I think that's where she they really from. Yes. So oh, that's why would I, you, you can say yeah. that. Well, because I was like, you would just watch the series. I mean, I watched it like years and, ago. Well, here's here's the question I have. Yeah. I, uh, I, I've seen, I've not watched all the way through Cheers. I've seen a fair number of episodes. Um, it's great. It is great. Um, you should watch Cheers. And I and I did look to see like, oh, okay, so this this was a a character that has been pre-established and played by two other actresses. Has it was it established that, oh, that yeah, this right. person is a children's entertainer pr- previously in Cheers? I think so. Ryan, that that in your defense, sorry Ryan, it was not Laurie Metcalf that played her in the or- original in Cheers. Were they, and but they were they were married on Cheers? I don't remember that at all. It wasn't like it wasn't like a thing where where she was a recurring character. It was like uh, in in that Cheers episode, I believe she shows up and she is already his ex wife. Ah, okay. And and by the way, for anybody listening who is like, "What is happening? What, why are we just flinging these spoilers?" I just want to assure you that while we are absolutely cautious not to spoil anything that happened in the uh, almost eleven years we haven't yet covered on on Frasier. Uh, Cheers is a free game. We are going to yes. talk about whatever <laughs> happened in Cheers. No, if you don't want spoilers for Cheers, you better catch up on the 11 years of that show. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> so we get our first title card, Where the Wild Things Are. Frasier unites with Nanny G at her CD signing. Roz and Alice get their sweet tickets and Roseanne's sister gets that sweet Frasier ass. Yeah, I, I guess are we calling her Roseanne's sister? Her. Yeah, that's, in that's my how household. Since seeing this episode, uh, my fiance and I refer to her as Horny Metcalf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I I love Lori Metcalf. She's never not yeah. the best. She's amazing in everything, and she does not disappoint in this episode. She sells the shit out of this horny, troubled way woman. Way more, way more fun than she was in all of Roseanne. For those of you keeping track at home, this is our second uh, time we've had a Roseanne actress guest star on this. So. Yeah, we've already seen we've already seen Horny's mom, right? Yes, yes, we have seen Horny's mom. <laughs> I think we we find out in this scene that there's a that he's married to a different woman at some point. I was going to say Lilith yeah. Alert. Oh, and she's from Cheers. Yes, I remember yes. that one. Okay, and fair game to discuss, even though we have not yet seen her in this. That, that makes sense because they said Lilith, and I was like. I remember that name. That must have been like the first episode of this rewatch, but no, okay, that's Cheers. Yeah, she was great. She always has great, there are always great jokes about how cold uh, a person she is, and this one does not disappoint with the reference to their weekly handshake. And then uh, earlier, earlier when Lori Metcalf thinks she's... Um, it's her name is Horny. Do not be disrespectful, please. When Horny thinks that Roz is Lilith, they make fun of it as well. Yes. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, that all makes way more sense now. I did not like this scene, however. Oh, tell us why. I feel very uncomfortable. It, it felt like something Brad would do. Like, you know, how he kept trying to propose to that married lady in front of all of her children, or all of her classmates, or sorry. Reverse psychology canon, All yes. of her pupils. That's what it felt like here. Like, oh, everyone close your eyes, and now I'm going to get real horny in front of children. Hated it. Peekaboo. Peekaboo. <laughs> Peekaboo, peekaboo, peekaboo. I don't think that's the tune at all. I think you're doing the Adams family. <laughs> well, I, it's it's for copyright reasons. I don't want us to get through. You even added the, the clicks from the Adams family, which were not in the peekaboo. I, I don't want song. us to get sued by the creators of the peekaboo song. <laughs> I think we'll be okay. Oh, but you want big Adams coming that, after us? That's we're gonna be fine on both counts. I did the literally right before uh, they did that kiss thing. I wrote, hate to see Frazier around all these children. And then um, immediately they start making out. <laughs> so, so the guy that played her husband was in every single 90s and yeah. early 2000s show. John McManus. Yeah, he felt very familiar. He was just one of those guest stars. Yeah, I looked him up and it's like too hard to read because he had one episode on 40,000 shows. Playing that exact guy. Frazier makes a reference to the Gardens of Eros who is basically like the Greek uh, equivalent of Cupid. Um, and that's a reference to the Oscar Wilde poem. So just want to throw that in there since they're uh, pretty toity 
Can you fill in the blank? When did when does he say this? Because like how Curtis tunes out whenever wow. someone mentions sports balls, so, so I this have no idea what in you're that, referring in to. that scene when he's with Roz in the line and he's trying not to talk about sex openly in front of all the children that are around, and he says, "I haven't, uh, I think, performed yeah. in the gardens of Eros since whatever." Um, and so I was like, "Oh, he made a he made a reference to yes. that, something high culture." So I should pull that up and see what what that's about. I did one of those things where I laughed like too aggressively. Like I definitely got the joke, but I had no idea what was happening. Well, Ro- Roz had a good comment. Yeah. She's like, next time, cover my Roz. ears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys feel like Nanny G was about as close to a clown as you can get without being a clown? Well, it, she's an early two thousands kid entertainers. I mean, Her. it makes sense. Yeah, but then to have a clown episode be the next episode, it's aggressive. <laughs> that is true. Ethan, are you That's just going to join us for all um, of the clown people? I think I think her outfit <laughs> was, other than the lack of makeup, did remind me of, like, the, I don't remember her name, but the, the girl from the big, big comfy couch, that kind oh, of. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh yes. Definitely well, I guess I guess Nanny G predates her then, but because otherwise you would say she's definitely doing big company. No, 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 she doesn't. What do you mean? Oh, unless you mean you mean like the character does in yeah, the show, yeah. not not that not that this episode aired before the big company <laughs> no, couch. No, the Cheers episode that you helpfully pointed out. At the apartment, Martin is still pissed about the cost of the wedding. Daphne is still ruining the sweater, and Nanny G is still trying to tap that ass. But we also learn she is unhappily married. Okay, have we already uh, have we glossed over the part where Daphne stretches the neck of a sweater? We did. We, who in we God's name would that. do that kind of thing? It, that is, it was aggressive. Only something a writer would make a person do. <laughs> well, then she goes again. It was a gap sweater. It could be and a then, dollar sweater. It's aggressive. It's an aggressive move to take someone else's sweater and be like, "I don't want to get my hair messed up." That's what I think. She- well, it's also, it's one thing to be like, uh, oh, I'm going to, to stretch this out because I don't want to ruin my hair. <laughs> he stretches it like she's trying to rip it apart. And, and then in the scene we're about to talk about, um, she she does even more terrible things to it. And then she gets, I'll do the accent just like her, the butterscotch. No, that's, that, let's redo that one. <laughs> you know what an accent is? She gets, here we go, I got it. She gets the wow. butterscotch. Uh, oh, it's not on. Whoa. That was Whoa. better just because you could tell it wasn't his voice. I did. Why? Why was there an unwrapped butterscotch in her purse? She's she's English. They don't. They still wrap. I think they use wrap for stuff. <laughs> nope, they don't have plastic. I, or even or even uh, parchment paper. <laughs> they just don't have it. Also, books. isn't that like the end of that B plot? And and like yep, yeah. yep. That's it. That's yeah. Really not nice. only is. Not, well, this is the end of the B plot. That's the last we see of this sweater, which costs uh, a whole semester's worth. A half a semester's worth. Half a semester's worth. I mean, he didn't get his bang for his buck. I feel, I feel like uh, towards the end of the show here, they're not sure what to do with Niles and Daphne. And they're just like, we'll have Niles hide something from her and lie to her all the time, because that's the only way we can come up with some gag. Yeah, so far we the, the the end of this series has been very much they're in a relationship, they're married, they're about to have a kid. Like that's the stage of their relationship. We're not at all in the courting stage or like we don't we're not seeing how they got together, but you definitely get the impression <laughs> that it's not the healthiest of relationships the way he just spends lots of money behind her well, back. Yeah, it, we did gloss past that too much because it is great when he's like, "Oh, I spent way too much on the sweater. Daphne can never know." And then she's like, I don't want to spend a dollar fifty. I made my own terrible cookies, and we know she's a horrible cook. But for, from our <laughs> perspective, she never finds out the price of the sweater. Like, yeah, there's no comeuppance. Yeah, uh, like, Niles is the one who get. He just has to suffer in silence because he can't reveal it. I say that the the the, the comeuppance is that beloved sweater is ruined. But the the where the, the way in which he like has to face the music for his bad behavior to his wife never happens. he never wore he never wore it so he didn't love that sweater we, he literally never wore it ever uh, anyway there's a lot more on the scene that's happening yeah other so than, <laughs> the sweater takes a very little time it turns so, out so my favorite is when Nanny G goes into the kitchen and is making out with Fraser their facial reactions from all the other cast members were perfect yeah she's too. She's too aggressive. I did not enjoy it. <laughs> she needs to tone it down a little bit. Look, I thought it was hilarious. Look, Laurie Metcalf can be as aggressive as she wants to be with me. Um, I'll take it. Uh, 
Good for you. I love when uh, she refers to her her husband Donald, and she's like, "Send him on an errand. He's good at errands." <laughs> <laughs> she's just like so dismissive yeah, of this man. She's not a fan. I do think that was my favorite line of hers the, in the whole episode. No, 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 no. The best line when she was talking to Fraser in the kitchen, and she goes, "Who wants to play the same character for great. twenty years?" Yeah, that was. I mean, that was a good Fraser day for sure. Yeah, I enjoyed they don't it. Do that often. That yeah. was very much a fourth wall breaking kind of a joke, though. As a pure joke that doesn't rely on you knowing the series, um, the Aaron Boy is the funnier joke. Yeah. Well, when we have our new podcast, Joke Analysis with Curtis Ryan and Brad, we can argue that. I, I think the whole point of a podcast is to ruin the jokes of a good TV show. I think that's the mandate we've been oh, given. Yeah, definitely. I okay. So he goes out onto the the balcony. There's no way he doesn't see what they're doing. No, no, no. Once you go in that balcony, you can't see or hear anything. If you're right outside the kitchen, (laughs) you can't hear what's going on inside. We know it's a soundproof apartment. Yeah. We know that no sound's escaping. That's fine. It's all glass. He can definitely see. Well, and to your point, like whether or not he turns around and looks and notices, um, Nanny G behaves (laughs) as if he has left the city. She's (laughs) she's very erratic movements. Like she looks like someone drowning in a pool every time she's moving in this apartment. You have to, at some point, you would have to look out on that balcony. I I don't disagree with you, but I will accept all of this for the amazing physical comedy we get from one Miss Horny Met. Yeah, she was good, but man, a lot of lot of motion. A unexpected reference for Martin to use uh, SpongeBob hot pants. Yeah, loved it. Love that, it. That that felt out of character. I don't know. I think uh, the idea that I mean, maybe it's just based on on my knowledge of episodes to come. But I I feel like despite being an old man, I would not be that surprised if he's a man who watches SpongeBob SquarePants. Among the cast, he's the most likely. No, Daphne's probably watching it every episode. Ethan, should I share our father's uh, infamous? Uh, There's no reason SpongeBob not to. SquarePants it's... bit. It's lovely, and uh, SpongeBob came up. So many, many years ago, um, I don't remember the context for why my dad was trying to say SpongeBob SquarePants. I just remember what came out of his mouth instead was Robert Square Sponge. <laughs> yeah, his Christian name, <laughs> his full name, his given name. Well, that—that's what I would expect, like out of Marty, something like that. Pokemon from the very boomery, or like, just like I've—I've I've vaguely heard of this name. It would be Sponge Robert. It wouldn't be. He got the order wrong. You don't know the naming conventions of sea creatures. It's SpongeBob SquarePants. What do you mean? I think in Spanish, it's like Bob Sponge. Uh, so was everyone else equally creeped out when Donald was kind of forced to come into the the one little tart for the evening? Well, that plus he also volunteers early in the conversation. Uh, a threesome. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, that was awesome. Oh, sweet. Love, love threesomes. <laughs> I, it does seem like he's a little more complicit uh, in this than, than he acts like later. Feels like Cody. You know how some people like have pineapples to, to prove that they like swinging? Like, I think this dude would be down to swing. Yeah, I mean, we'll get to it. But later when, when it all kind of blows up in Fraser's face, Donald's reaction is not like, yeah. it kind of looked more like again. No, it's, no, it was like, why are you ruining the show? Cheat on my <laughs> wife, but don't be in the show. Oh. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He did not seem bothered, really. All right, all right. Well, uh, not quite there, but uh, the next scene is at the coffee shop. Niles conscious cock blocks Frasier, and Roz comes with Alice to move us along to the next scene. Yeah, not a lot here since you pretty much described everything in seven words. I will say I did love the Niles line of, sorry, your penis was talking so loudly I couldn't hear. Yeah, that was great. That was a really good one. Top line. Top line. Yeah, that that might be my favorite line of the whole series so far. I also did love uh, no hugs, which is very <laughs> well set up in the in that initial nanny G scene where they use hugs as a euphemism. Yes, yes, and we should remind the audience that nanny G- Nanette, Nanette Guzman, yes, I think. Nanette Guzman. Oh, okay. Well, she was formerly married <laughs> to Louise. Got a real Latin flair for some reason. <laughs> yeah, um, and she kept his name. So we get a final title card: Bright Lights, Big Problem. Frazier tries to talk Nanny G out of the affair, but she refuses to perform unless he gives her what for. The prop bed is lifted up to the stage, forcing a naked Frazier to put on a diaper and hop off stage in front of an audience full of children. Oh, man. Oh, boy. (laughs) Yeah. What a... Talk about a climax. (laughs) Uh, There's a lot, a lot in this scene. 
It's all right out the gate. It's an incredible scene. Yeah, I, it's not something that when you hear about Frasier and you're like, "Oh, I'm gonna go sit down to watch Frasier," that you expect something like this to happen. But then it does, and it's crazier than you would expect. <laughs> I remember watching it on live television when it first aired and feeling like, "Holy, like what? They're doing this? Like it, it seemed like such a bizarre story <laughs> to tell, and that this is how it ends is just like amazing. Like it's 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 just the best. It's so good." We see no like fallout of like <laughs> what happens to their uh, business, like her and her and Donald. Was it uh, like what happens there, or like Frazier ever get a hug? I like that. I like that you're worried about that. I think the I think the rest of the series is dedicated to trying desperately to get Frazier a hug. Well, you talk about the rest of the series, but we don't believe in the upside down that Frazier is the biggest celebrity out there. But he's at least like a D-list celebrity. He's a noted psychiatrist. <laughs> sure. I, I think he has a, he might have a radio <laughs> show as well. Whenever he runs into Charlotte, she should be like, oh, you're the guy that was in that children's show in your, in no clothes. <laughs> like that's how everyone should address him the rest of the series. I, I do love when the one guy sees him and is like, who are you? He has to like formally introduce himself. I'm Dr. Fraser Crane. <laughs> well, and I feel like this was 2004. Yeah. So this is something embarrassing as it was. Like the only people who saw it were the children at that show but literally if it was made today that episode would be resulting in like like a youtube video of this that would haunt him for the rest of his life yeah i don't know it feels like he got off scot-free why did nanny g have a baby bonnet in her blouse really good timing i kind of headcanoned that away as at some point because she knew she had to do something at some point when she's running around the set she she was somehow able to get like, she probably didn't have it in her blouse, but she was able to quickly, like, get a hold of that prop that they, for some reason, would have had. I'll allow it. And, and, and hit it in her blouse. That's that's my takeaway. Yeah, it doesn't make a ton of sense, but it also, it probably isn't the first time that an adult was playing a baby on that stage. <laughs> she's always bringing men to that bed. That was definitely the, definitely the hairiest one that's ever played it, though. He loves having his shirt off. Yeah, they did not shave him at all for that scene. <laughs> would have been weird if they had. So the, so the setup for this scene is really ridiculous on two counts so obviously like she's she just really has to to get with him even though she like clearly knows what's going to happen and she has to be sure that the bed's going to rise like when she says i didn't know it was coming so soon like come on what do you've done this show a bazillion times how did you think it wasn't going to raise up also you don't have to like signal to anyone what if she no, wasn't in the bed? Very uh, reasonable point. I actually wasn't even... Ne- neither one of these is my problem with the setup, though. I just got distracted on the way there. When, when the bed's rising and they're both in the bed, Frazier does the most like pro-wrestling acting ever, where he's just like, no, there's no way I could get out of this bed, even though if he hung down, he would probably still be touching the ground when he starts saying that. Like, yeah, but like, did you hear it's it? way you hear too her, high. Did you hear her answer? Just jump on your clothes. <laughs> I missed that. He did. He did at some point say that he was tangled in the sheets. Yes, <laughs> he did. But I wondered about that. I was like, how uncoordinated do you have to be to not be able to sprint out of that bed the second you realize it's going up? Well, the st- okay. Like he took him. It took him too long to figure out what was happening, and even longer to actually react he wanted a room full of children to see him in a diaper well he was caught in lust so like he he doesn't feel the the bed going up fine kids tangled up maybe like your panic scramble anything could happen even then at some point he goes it's too high it's like no it isn't you could drop from like the highest point and you'd be fine as the expert on uncoordinated i will tell you i have got lost in my sheets i've got in uh but I still could always get out of the bed quickly. So we should also mention that in this moment, he's I mean, we we see him fling his underwear out from under the covers. He is fully, completely and entirely yeah. naked. Yeah. So and he knows he's about to be exposing himself in front of a thousand small children. Like this is a sex offenders list situation he is about to embark on and he can't fling himself off the bed. I always want to fall. Frazier anytime I can. I don't think that part is his fault. He doesn't he doesn't realize what's about to happen. I don't know what the hell she's doing. Like she knows that the show starts with a bed rising up. Why are you trying to seduce him on the bed? I I I mean maybe this is just uh me reacting as somebody who's both seen the episode and can kind of see that this is a TV show, but I don't know what else he could have thought uh, the bed raising could have possibly been. 
Of course he was going to wind up on a stage. No, no, he's saying to even get on the bed. Like, she's the one on the bed. Yeah, she's the one that's causing problems here. She knows that what's going to happen. Of course, yes. I don't disagree. I'm just saying once he's in the situation he's in, he was way too timid about uh, getting himself off that bed. Now, the second part to the setup for the scene is fucking bonkers, where they're like, oh, yeah. We're going to fairy wish the bed up to the rafters so that it'll suspend there for the entire show. What the fuck are you talking about? Well, I also wondered like, okay, fine. But up to the rafters, I don't think that means it's not like in an elevator in a, in an action movie where if you go all the way up, you'll be crushed. Like they, they presumably are not destroying the bed when it goes up to the rafters. Would it be that much worse to just wait in a bed in the rafters until the show is over? You're like, when you're like you're four stories up and you're not attached to anything. That'd be horrifying. No, I think he was worried because the bed goes up really fast. He'd be flung. That's what he was worried about. No, he's not a cartoon. He's not gonna get he's not gonna get slung out of the bed. That's what I'm saying. Like that's clearly his fear that he's gonna be hurt in some way. But I don't see why going quickly up into the rafters yeah, is going to falling, hurt. Him. Falling off the bed. Just don't fall off the bed. It's a it's a pretty wide yeah, bed. Yeah, but you know how it balances. Like maybe it's really teeter tottery because it's suspended on the ceiling, which is crazy. But whatever mechanism is supposed to lift the bed into the rafters, it does not account for an extra human weight being applied. So clearly, something disastrous would happen if it tried. Well, that may be true. I will say this is also a little bit of Chekhov's bed because we they they deprive us of the opportunity to see this bed go flying through the air. Yeah. Like, I wanted yeah, to see that. True. She's like, it's going to fly up soon. And then, oh, we can just call an audible and do a whole new song number. Totally fine. I also love that she can, she apparently isn't mic'd and can just whisper to him and then sing yeah. to the crowd without any, any change. Oh, that was pretty impressive. Um, I do love when he starts dancing around with the baby uh, outfit because Roz's facial reaction is just as good. Like, she's just like, what the fuck? He didn't even look surprised. Yeah. She just looked like, oh God, Jesus. I didn't think short. she had the right reaction there. She should have been absolutely delighted. This was her boss. Like... <laughs> Like, I know her six-year-old is there, and it could be very traumatic, but you wouldn't just be like, oh, geez, Frazier, another time you accidentally got caught in a children's song. Until you see you be like, this is the next couple amazing. seasons where this kind of thing happens on a regular basis. Yeah. <laughs> every year, every yeah, we, we shouldn't, spoiler alert, but every year they do a a, a, a naked on a stage Frazier episode. I'm sure it would get old at some point, but... Let's test that out. I hope we get at least 10 more of these. Oh, my God. I'm sure the reboot will have at least one. <laughs> well, Frasier plays this out to the performers remaining in animal costumes while drinking, smoking, and playing poker. Donald is searching for Frasier, who is hiding like the coward he is. I don't know why he's hiding. Like, wh- wh- he Donald is not going to hurt somebody. He's not a man that hurts people. Well, yeah. I mean, I for all <laughs> we know, he's searching for his threesome buddy. Yeah. Like he, well, maybe that's why. Which tracks if he's not going to do it with frank he's definitely not going to do it with donald yeah, for sure i definitely got the vibe that the mascots hate donald oh yeah uh, very clear they're team fraser i do love that all of the actors in giant children's animal costumes are just like gruff dudes yeah did you get a weird vibe from that where it's like it's this little like nanny g's not that big and then all the dudes are like a pretty big surrounding her like it's a weird vibe they all got the gig from ending up on that bed <laughs> i would say none of them were shocked but when fraser when fraser peeks his bed out and says to the panda uh what when does this bed leave the stage <laughs> he is not in any way phased. he's like oh yeah so what yeah, happens right. is She's like, yeah, you shouldn't be here. You knew. Got an opening for a bunny. I don't remember you in a single rehearsal, but hey, should be fine. I will say, Frazier, Frazier, um, he really picked up the number pretty quick. <laughs> it wasn't too bad. The hops. Yeah. When he's hopping at the end, it's like, oh, this is part of the show. And I think the fact that he is a baby gives him a lot of leeway to be like, oh, I'm trying to follow along. Yeah, definitely. I'm learning from Nanny G. Well, hey, Brad. Yeah, what's up? Was this a good episode? I thought it was a great episode. Um, of all the episodes, this actually was my favorite. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was funny. I thought the story progressed well. I thought it was silly as well, uh, but entertaining. So I'm going to go with an A minus. You know there, were, you know there was no strippers in the episode. Like Nanny G was a little easy, but she wasn't a stripper. Yeah, you know, strippers. It, if there were strippers, it would have got an A or an A plus. So that that's where the thing was. 
Curtis, how do you rate the show? Well, uh, I will say, so I, I rank all the episodes out of the 10 episodes we've watched so far. I originally, after watching this one, put this at number two. I put it just below Boo, which last week I said was my favorite so far. And I, I rated it just below in because um, I had to see Frasier naked. And that seemed like uh, uh, it's going to lose some points for that. But the more we've talked about it in this episode, I gotta say, this one is fun in so many ways. And I, I can't I can't deny the magic that is Horny Metcalf. <laughs> so I, I think I'm bumping it up. This is number one. One out of ten. This is the best... That sounds like it's a low score. <laughs> the, the best episode out of 10 we've watched. So, yeah, I'm with you, Brad. Ethan, what about you? I, You know, uh, obviously I was able to be here for, for Boo last week. And I would say I'd, I'd rate this a little ahead of it because, you know, Boo's main appeal is that the big setup to the scare. Whereas this one, I, I think, is a better rounded episode. We get at least one Killer Niles line. Uh, Martin's horny. <laughs> Frazier, Frazier is <laughs> uh, the mark of Frazier loses, which is always good. That is the mark of a good episode. And Lori Metcalf is absolutely wonderful. Um, and she's the reason I, I definitely wanted to come back to, to see this one. Um, I don't, I don't have a number system. I don't care to, but, uh, you can just say a number. You don't even have to give us the context. Just, just uh, to rank it. Why don't you just give us an obscure reference from the show? Uh, like what? What? I don't know if you're doing a reference. Or not. I don't well, I wouldn't want to. Either amazing or work on it. If I did, if I did one, then I feel like it could end up being a, a spoiler for the upside down. Oh yeah, no, don't do that. Don't do that. I don't want to do that, so I won't. Instead, I'll just say um, chartreuse. I'll give it a color. Oh, there you go. Okay. Okay, I like that. Now's a good color to pick. Is it? Is that a color? Yeah, chartreuse. I'm I'm a big fan of a charcuterie board. So Ryan, coming from the upside down, now this this has gotten top marks from pretty much everybody else. But you you don't have any context other than the other nine episodes we've watched. What did you think? Yeah, so I think rolling in through the first four scenes, this was this was low. I did not like this episode until that point. Yeah, you definitely clearly had an issue with her aggressive uh, sexual assault behavior. Around children. That's a big asterisk to why I didn't like that. <laughs> I don't think you liked it in the apartment either, though. I was fine with it in the apartment. It was whatever. I just, I just didn't like that she was... She should have got caught. That's the only issue I had with that. And, but they do they do a lot of things right. Like they don't pretend like the other characters are part of the show. They basically finish all of their stuff by season scene three, which is good. Uh, so we really just have to focus on the fact that Frazier's bad. He's pretending like he isn't, which is what we've come to learn. And then we come in with just like the biggest like firework of a scene that I couldn't have. It's a, like a top flight comedy scene. As far as I can remember from any show. It didn't have Frank. That's its biggest knock. But fucking hell. Loved that scene. I couldn't ever have predicted that that was how Frasier would be. In in any light. <laughs> um, so as always, I think we're going to bump down every score I've given to every episode so far. Lower on 0.5. This was incredible. There was room for improvement. Like most of the rest of the episode. But that scene alone, we're going, we're going 9.5. Well, amazing. We all amazing. gave good scores, which is not surprising. I think we've all, I think each and every one of us has said, of what we've seen, yeah. this is the best it's, it's been. This is the highest high. It's, it's, it's all the way up in the rafters. It's such a, like, so the, the, the writers do such a ridiculous job to set up this scene, but it, the payoff in this episode is so incredible. I don't, I, it's hard to imagine a better moment in Frasier than this one. Well, it's also, it's not your typical, it's not your typical like sitcom ending, sitcom storytelling. So I think that also helps with it. Well, I think there's a lot of episodes we see them do a lot of weird setup. Like, yeah. I, I think last episode or two episodes ago when they were stealing from the old lady, they're just like, mm -hmm. how can we bump Niles head twice? All right, here's the way we're going to work backwards. This one, clearly they're like, how are we going to get Frasier in a baby suit naked on a stage in front of children? All right, let's set this up. And you're not going to get yeah. a better mousetrap moment than this one. Well, and it's, it's also not the kind of episode where you can watch it and predict, like, I know how this is going to end. I, obviously, they're setting up that he, no, like, the minute it happens, you're just like, what even, the fuck? Even as the bed's raising, you don't expect him to just be hopping around in a baby outfit. Like, it's just, just <laughs> crazy. Like, it, it's crazy, and it gets crazier until the finish, and it's amazing. I have one more question for you, Ryan, and that is, you, you, you've commented before 
before that you you were always told that this show was very like cerebral or like intelligent. It's a very smart sitcom. Does this uh, reinforce your view that it maybe it's not, or does it make you feel like, oh, this is what they're talking about? I was expecting it to be all like references to whatever Ethan was saying, something about the air or whatever. And I was I was prepared for like just thirty minutes or twenty two minutes of that every episode. I do think that this was really a smart way to get to a crazy bonkers silly place so i think it's this is the first time i've seen like a scene where i was like oh that is a really smart way to do something so incredibly stupid so i would say (laughs) yeah but not in the way i expected fair enough well why don't you tell us what to expect next week when we cover the previous episode it's season 11 episode 14 freudian sleep okay so I'm not going to do like your traditional prediction for this one. Obviously, Martin's going to be a horn dog, and it's going to be about him trying to get Frazier with Ronnie. Fine. But what I do want to call out for our friends in the Upside Down is it's, it's been a little tougher for us to figure out what's the big moment that's going to happen next. And so I think for us, the thing that we've got our eye on is who's get, what's going to happen first. Will we have Ronnie meeting Marty, or will Daphne be getting pregnant? Those are the two I've got my eye on. I assume either both are happening in episode one or we're getting Ronnie after the pregnancy news. Uh, so that's that's how we're handling things in the upside down right now. We're a little panicked because we don't know where to focus. There's too many places that are too many, too many things in motion right now. Have you told us what's happening? <laughs> this week? I just said I we know that we know Marty's going to be a horn dog. We know Frazier's going to try. He's going to try to get Frazier with Ronnie. That's pretty much it. Every other character will be around. Okay. Well, uh, we will find out next week with all of you if that happens. Uh, And that's going to do it for us today. So thanks for Kevin McLeod for our theme music. And for all of you listening, you know, you don't need to engage with us. Uh, Don't need to email us uh, any of your questions or thoughts at reversepsychpod at gmail.com. We don't really need you to tell your friends and certainly don't need to share the podcast on your social medias. And uh, whatever you do, you do not, I repeat, do not need to subscribe and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're watching the show. For myself and Ryan and Brad and my brother Ethan, bad morning. Woohoo! There no, there's a lot to talk about. We get our first, well, then talk. <laughs> I, was see- I was seeing things. Uh, anyway. Uh, you were seeing things. Seeing how things land. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, yeah. Sorry, I do have things. I will I will talk. Uh, I will talk. I will talk. Who's <laughs> eating? Who's what eating? is happening? Who is eating an entire bag of chips at once? Maybe. Oh, <laughs> okay, I'll stop. Obviously, it was you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I really wouldn't. Never Why do you do it into the mic? Wait, sorry. Again, sorry. I wasn't paying attention. I just started eating French fries. Why are you not sorry. paying attention? I'm sorry. I've never <laughs> I've never heard a louder noise. All right, sorry. Go back. Go back. Just edit this part out. Obviously, we're going to edit this out. Horny Metcalf.